This is the Delivery Manager Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Delivery Manager Daily, a podcast by a delivery manager talking about delivering agile projects with the best practice tips and tricks, examples and guides to help you as a delivery manager learn from my mistakes. This is season three of the Delivery Manager Daily with focus on sustainability and digital excellence. Get in touch via X, subscribe to the newsletter, read the blog, mariosblog.co.uk and get involved in the conversation. Thanks for listening. In this episode of the Delivery Manager podcast, I talked to Alex Ray. So Alex and I have met due to our combined love of digital delivery, and he's new into a role with AM Digital. We're keen to talk about how to do digital delivery better, share a few war scars over the past month. We've got to know one another. Um, Alex has got really good experience in running his own companies. He's into media and digital and video editing and production and all the stuff that I'm into too. So it's been great to get to know him. I wanted to get him onto the podcast. Uh, He's previously worked for companies like Dyson and ACCA. And today we're going to be talking about system design thinking, which is something that I'm really passionate about too. Let's get to know him. Alex, just um, for the sake of everyone listening, do you want to introduce yourself? Because you and I met probably a couple of months ago, but mm-hmm. tell everyone who you are and what you do to start with. Sure. So hi, everyone. My name's Alex and I'm an Agile Delivery Manager at AM Digital. And just to give you a short bit of context about AM. So AM's an ed tech, educational technology organization that essentially enables the study research and teaching of primary resources through our in-house SaaS platform uh, called cortex uh we kind of partner with libraries archives and um heritage institutions to kind of digitize um historical and uh, cultural knowledge and we met what a couple of months ago we with did. a shared interest of doing delivery and, and digital better and you've you've um been kind enough to to share with me some of your 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 kind of i guess experiences and vice versa and and we were just talking before we hit record uh, about like system design thinking mm. and we were talking and having a bit of an interesting chat about how do you go about implementing system design thinking within teams and and you you work and sit between engineers and kind of a management layer but i wanted to ask a really simple question to to kind of start the podcast with what do we mean when we say system design thinking how would you describe it in a couple of sentences that your mum would understand if you can and i'll have a go as well <laughs> it's a tough it's a tough one because it's it's so broad isn't it and it's yeah. just it, the systems thinking is contextualized within the thing that you're working within. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose it's like, how do I explain it in two sentences? Maybe not two, but do you know, like, yeah, yeah. So I suppose a a scenario or a situation that I could paint is like, I mean, a human body is a system, right? And within a human body, you have multiple other systems, so respiratory system or your nervous system. So I think. And a system can be anything. Planet Earth could be a system. So it's and then there's a cascading kind of um, hierarchy below that, I suppose, uh, which we could argue about for a long time, too. But there's um, that's the kind of notionally that's what a system is. But then if you and you can bring that into any situation, but in software, um, 
digital where we're based and in the context that we're looking at these things it's, it's, it's looking at the systems within our organization in terms like product editorial development so how do these systems within a system interact how do we enable them to be open enough to scale in, in a sustainable um and, do, and do it better right do the do thing better, better. Yeah, yeah 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 so it's it's a constantly evolving you're kind of designing something that needs to be open to emergent um work or emergent technologies and just be constantly scaling so there's a there's quite a lot of complexity within that i, I think that's the best way that i can explain it i mean i'm just digging into it and it's a big thing and i think that's so over to you Marianne, yeah it's, it, it's, a, it's a difficult one i um and i'll name drop them because they're brilliant so i had the privilege of working with a design agency called Spark, which was an in-house kind of sort of design um, partner within the, one of the companies that I used to work with. And they did the kind of user research and the system design thinking and the problem solving and the ideation part of anything. And working with them on like digital transformation and going into organizations and trying to like work out how to solve these problems, like my exposure to what was in quote system design thinking was from them mm. and and I observed that it was this ability to just step back and understand like a process and what that process achieves or a problem and what mm. that problem impacts mm-hmm. then why that problem occurs but not just thinking about it in a siloed view of that particular problem. It's yeah. all the things that kind of contribute to that. And I, I watched before we talked today, I watched a video and I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes because it was quite a good because I know I'd ask you the question. Mm. And I thought, I wonder what, what what I would what I would say. Mm. And they use the analogy of if you were a GP trying to fix a patient that was putting on weight, you mm. could quite easily say to them, get on a treadmill and do an hour of cardio a day. Yeah. But you don't look at the bigger picture. You don't look at the patient's lifestyle, their yeah. diet, yeah. their access to good quality, healthy food, good yeah. access to education and yeah. all the things that layer up over the top. So I think for me, if you take that into business, it's understanding a problem to a broader level. And you might not be able to influence those broader elements, but by putting that into the analysis mm. and, and into the thought process, you might be able to have a bigger piece of success so for me i think and there'll be loads of people listening going no 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 (laughs) but for me that's been like what system design thinking is to me like you said it's taking something but thinking about what might impact that and that and you can do it to an infinite level and obviously you you get a reduced um reward you know you but it's this broader thinking right it's a really interesting point that you just I mean, a lot, a lot of very interesting points in there. But one particularly that I draw out is the fact that you're not in control of the whole system. The systems piece is that is that there is external control. And exactly. You just hit the nail on the head there. It's like, how do we build in um, the opportunity, the ability to be able to be aware of that and how best we manage that and how it is scalable? And just and yeah, so you, you'd initially just think that. I'm in control of the system, but it's those external factors that are, that are, are, are going to, in most situations, will be um, present, uh, especially in in um, software organisations. And you can't influence everything. And it's how do we work together to build better value? Yeah, yeah. I, I, why? So this this is so taken on from that point. Then, so why 
is system design thinking in terms of problems. So if you're working with engineers and we'll come to you specifically with a scenario and you want to make your engineers better, why is system design thinking better than any other kind of problem solving technique or implementing agile to make your team self-organize or uh, do uh, sprints quicker? What, what part does system design thinking fit into the problem solving process for a delivery manager? Oh, fit into the problem solving process for a delivery does it? manager? I don't know. Um, sure. I think what you said, what you said about engineering then was really was interesting. So I think that the whole system actually, if you break, if you produce like a, a bird's eye view of a system, the, the 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 fundamental foundational system for a software organization, I imagine. I need to be careful what I say here, but like in in, in, <laughs> in general, the engineers will probably focus on quite a small part of that. Yeah, and it's because they're just focused on like software um maybe some of the pro a lot of the product stuff in in our, in our organization at the moment is kind of external and it gets brought in this already formulated idea um and actually it's like we want to shift all that left a bit it's like we want to get the engineers at the seat at the table and it's like but then this is where the the understanding the system and if you can actually articulate that and present it in a way that's really clear just clarity around it mainly hopefully visual yeah definitely, definitely <laughs> if you can see it if you can see it visually then you just it's, it's a mind map that you can generate so it's getting you're enabled you enable them to connect with the wider problem the wider organization like the the and then it's like you and then it's like you you um you bring that view down right and there will be systems within systems and that's what right down below is where, where the real complexity will be um but it's that for me, the understanding is that it's the visual side of it um, that I thought that I, that makes things a lot easier for me to understand, but also just to present in other teams. But also, like, like I said, yeah, just just knowing that the the larger um, the the bird's eye view of it. I actually, I'll um, you can edit this because I'm waffling a little bit, but no, no, it, there's right. a um, so uh, sorry, the cats are fighting. <laughs> Wait, two seconds. Mate. Yeah, yeah, no worries. What are you doing? He's <laughs> 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 being a bad boy. Oh, look at him. <laughs> Say hello. That is a cat. <laughs> wow. He's a bit of a bully, though, sometimes. Um, right, so yeah, engine it. So. Right, actually, what I was going to, where I was going to go with that is that this is probably a lot, a little bit off on a tangent. But when I sometimes engineers don't want to see that when I, when I first joined AM, I thought giving a, a look into kind of what the structure is as a kind of a brief overview. Maybe I went a bit too far with it because it wasn't brief; it was about four to forty minutes. But a lot of them weren't interested in that. I didn't really want to see it and it and maybe and, and this is where I think this like that was maybe too early so thinking about when you bring things to the table with teams is really important and yeah. what like the forums are so say like a systems if you're going to develop a system I mean you definitely want to we spoke about this before Mary in that you want buy-in you want people involved in it you want people all, all the people in the in the business can add value to that to to, to add value you also just want everyone to within a controlled I don't know how, we, how I explain this in a way that not you have to edit it, but in within a con, sometimes it needs to be in control. But you want the um, you want people to have an opportunity to feed into that. Yeah, to look uh, at but the right time. Lenses. It's almost like a diary, isn't it? Of 
almost diarized events of you give a little bit, you expose people to a bigger picture and the why, yeah. and then you watch them and observe them how they react to that. Because we talked yeah. about motives before we hit record, and my challenge has been how do you make people care about something more broader than what they do? Why should they care about that? And and the biggest thing I learned, and I'm, I can't say I, I'm, I've completely got it right, but it's not telling them why they should care. It's demonstrating that outside of their view, there's other stuff. And it's yeah. just demonstrating that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's so, so true. It's like, um, you can go on the theoretical discussion about things or presenting something theoretical to a group and it's hard to stay engaged in things if you really care about it then great but if you're it's the practical kind of side of that like this that's i'll show you this and we can have a discussion about it it's not like you're, you're just asking questions not telling people how to do things getting them to go on these like on their own learning journeys but just show them what's there sometimes show them so, the door so just to just to recap then so what we're talking about here is when you're a person that's responsible for taking groups of people and making them better either them the process or the thing that they do typically a delivery manager what we're saying is system design thinking is a part of the problem solving toolbox where you're trying to encourage people to think about not only what they're doing but the stuff that's coming in from the left and going out to the right almost like they're a, a proportion of the conveyor belt they're, they're one piece of the factory right mm -hmm. but we're asking them to think about the 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 issues to the left and the right of them so everyone's contributing to a bigger whole and this mm -hmm. is the challenge around how do you make people care about that when a lot of people just only have the time to do their bit of the job yeah and that that, succinctly put there and i think that well as it with everything timing is really important it's really important but when you talk about these things when you bring things to the team capacity um so when's it when's a good when would be a bad time then so oh yeah yeah <laughs> going nuts well so this is so this is about team maturity and like the, the maturity curve for a team and i think that and characters and this is where teams team complexity is such a big thing because teams tend to they're not all this they're all unique in in their, their characteristics and their behaviors the way that well, especially within the organization that we work in where um teams can take full ownership of their ways of working we're outcome driven and it's like well if you can deliver x outcomes in this way then go for it you know this it's kind of delivery uh, through um using guardrails but rather than just set best practices um, yeah they're, they're framed as current best practices but um so the teams are just are, are complex and, it, and I think it's about understanding over time and this is the thing it takes time to do this it takes time to understand um well you need metrics in place to to, to, to look at things like team performance and be able to measure well, effectiveness well that's what I was going to ask does the organization do you have to turn the organization into like a system based organization because you and I have talked about leveraging KPIs and implementing metrics you, and you by default turning and we've talked about um, productizing services that you're any organization does one of the reasons you do that with change is it turns everything into an understandable process and a consumable system 
mm. that you can bind KPIs to so you can measure. Mm-hmm. Do you need to do you so you need to do that bit first, right? And is that what you were talking about with the ordering of how you do this? You've got to get your organization in order first. It's it well, we didn't do that in that in that way, but really, if you're gonna drive things like continuous improvement and you wanna be you wanna be able to measure it to measure or have some kind of gauge of whether what the, the experiments or things that you're changing with the team are effective or not. You start no, I wanna know where I want where I need to stack my chips. So it's it's really important to have that. But then we've found that things like if you're going to follow the Dora metrics, for example, they're kind of enabled by CICD, a lot of it. So it's like, what can we actually do or what can we actually track that is... So, so Dora metrics, for those listening, because I've talked about this before on another podcast, there's about half a dozen uh, mm. engineering specific metrics that mm. cover things like code completion quality or pull requests. Or that is that mm. there's, there's about six of them, aren't there? Do you know them off the top of your head? I think... I I don't. I, I think it, <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about that actually. That they've just I, I, originally there were four, but they've just released a new one, which is reliability. I think so. They're up. They're updating it, which is which is good to see. But um, off the top of my head, it's like meantime to change. <laughs> it's like basically yeah, the the meantime to change. Have a look. Value delivered. Oh shit. <laughs> But, but this is the point, right? You've got to, we're, we're talking about, you know, those those metrics and 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 they're important. They're important to be able to, like you said, where do you put your chips? Or how, yeah. do, you, how do you know you've got to get better in an area of a system if you can't yeah. measure what you're doing? Yeah, and I also think it just gives, gives the team a North Star. Uh, I think sometimes you can have conversations about, I've, I've, we've been finding a lot recently that we make that are, are, at the back, out the back end, out the back of a retrospective, we've we are making promises. They're not actions because we don't action them. They're just promises on a page. So it's like, how do we make these actions things we're actually going to do? And it, that it's been a, a been been a thing for us internally recently. But I suppose with with metrics, it's like this is hard data. The engineers really what I mean. That's a brave brave path you're treading on already when. Agile delivery managers and scrum masters, you know, software engineers often roll their eyes at them when they start talking about velocity and burn down and story points, which are often arbitrary, meaningless things. Yeah. Adding Indora metrics, a software engineer that's convinced you don't know the complexities of their job, don't really want to be rated and, and, and performance critique based on how many pull requests they've done or, you know, how many lines of code they've written or et cetera. How do you surely engineers push back at that? That's the carrot and the stick thing, though, right? So it's like you just got to be make, making sure that it's it's the carrot that you're favouring there. It's not the stick. It's it's like the, what we're doing here is trying to see opportunity for us as a team to focus our efforts down. Because if we're going to spend continuous improvement and thinking about things, is all capacity. And at what we've found, and every within it, your your working environment, sure, people have different challenges, but with us. One of those challenges is, is continuous improvement and buy-in for continuous improvement. Yeah. Um. So it's if that in itself is like, oh, I, it's 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 quite a drag to do it. It's like, well, let's be effective at it. I intentionally avoided the word efficient because I don't like it, but effect. But let's be effective at the way at where where are where we're focusing our efforts on these problems and really understanding what what they are. Yeah. Um, 
there's there's here different levels that you can go to with that but i think it's a lot more powerful than it's a lot easier than actually than just having the conversations at the, at the back of retrospectives and, and actually um landing on things that are effective for the team the retrospectives were often you know a talking shop some of my challenges have been in the past to, to try and implement metrics and things in the first place has been how do you take a group of people outside of the scrum rules like you get by it and you meant to everyone's meant to agree and consensus driven kind of development mm. um but actually you as a delivery manager are constantly at the mercy of it'll be done on tuesday and then tuesday rolls around and oh well it's not done because of this well how long extra do you need well it'll be done by wednesday and then mm. wednesday becomes thursday and and, and I used to get really frustrated at that situation. And funnily enough, it was the same with creatives. You could, you, you, I learned that the more I could demonstrate why I needed a final date of when something needed to be done or good enough to be released because of that big picture, demonstrating my needs rather than telling and saying, well, look, you know, You've got to do it by this date. I was much more successful to get buy-in from the team because otherwise, and, and again, for those listening, that's the challenge as a delivery manager. You need as as confirmed guarantee as possible because you've got a client, you've got a stakeholder, you've got someone waiting for a digital product. Yeah. So yeah. metrics are, are a way of, you know, metrics were a way, whether they were Dora metrics or whether they were KPIs or you know, it wasn't the engineers used to think, well, you just you just watching what we're doing and, you know, you don't understand. You don't understand the complexity. And there's many delivery managers that don't. But there are also some, I think, like you and I, that, that do more than others. But you still need to be able to pull up some reports at the end of the week to appease some st- that, that you're trying to protect the engineers from, whether it's a yeah. management board, whether yeah. it's investors, <laughs> exactly. whether it's the client. <laughs> And you need to say, look, guys, girls, help me out here. Come on. Yeah, yeah. No, help. Yeah, let's, let's help ourselves. <laughs> this, this is the this thing here is going to be a problem if we don't yeah. fix it. So it's and it's it's just that that's the whole transparency. That's the trust thing. That's where, like, as a delivery manager, I just think it's it is the most important thing to do. And this and just front and center of my mind at the moment now is just that. Um, I can't remember how how to how to how to describe it, but it's like let's be slow to be faster at the end. So it's, what, yeah. what how, what's the term? Oh, I think we said before, didn't we? It's like slowing down to get quicker. Slow slow down to get quicker, yeah. but the, the slow down bit is like building those foundational relationships, like with your team members. And a lot of our team members, and I'm I'm sure this isn't this this is not unique in software now. It's a globally it's a global market. Lots of software development teams are globally dispersed, and we we tend to rely on modern software like teams etc to communicate um but we have these our, our organization really values face to face and we we get two opportunities a year to do that and they're they're we, what they're called a hackathon and we'll focus we'll, we'll focus down a set of problems break into teams but but i was thinking about what the real value for that was this year we focused on cicd this year um but that's ended up being pushed back because we're focusing on system stuff. But anyway, another chat. Uh, but we, had, I was thinking about what the what the value, what the real value was in that, and it was it was the it was the opportunity for us all to spend time with each other, um, solving problems in a room together, getting to know each other, building relationships, working together in a room where we're all stationed in different like six teams in different areas. We're all talking yeah. to each other. We went to the pub in the evening. 
went and had dinner together like th- those things were so valuable and that enabled us or me others within the uh, organization we ran a um we got some feedback from it essentially um to be in a position to have more meaningful conversations because we knew each other better you know yeah. and uh, and is yeah and i think also it's just some i was going through this process of sometimes i've been in a situation where i've researched something and I've, I've listened to a podcast one of yours probably maria oh, thanks, <laughs> <laughs> um and i've i've done some research on something and i kind of know it but as a as a as a delivery manager or a coach it's, it's, it's you don't you kind of want to go in and shy away from just chucking a solution in there yeah um, and asking the right questions but sometimes it's difficult to get to the get to a position where we can throw in an experiment so sometimes you have to put that experiment in and you have to know when to let the team go on their own um, I really, I really struggle with that even to this day because yeah. <laughs> I, I treat all these things like football set pieces and anyone that knows me me talking about football is a, is a joke because I've, I've barely kicked a ball in my life but I've, I've, I've done these things so often the thing that I often forget or am weak on is going through the process because I'm already at the end I already know how to execute the process I already know broadly what will happen and I guess how people respond so the thing I'm often guilty of missing out is well I don't need the human experiment bit because I'll already tell you how you'll more likely behave and even if I'm right is immaterial by not going on that journey or trying to sidestep it um I didn't always get you know that the things that you talk about the the kind of closeness to people or the relationships or um and that's such a big part of it. it and I, I not so much now, but get very impatient. So would skip that bit. Yeah, I, well, I, I have to say that's what I've been fighting, fighting against. That's what I've I've come from that. I just I, I kind of got good ideas in some yeah. situations to, of, of what to exactly. And you probably know that if they're executed and everyone did it your way, might yeah. not be perfect, yeah. but it would improve the situation that you're trying to improve. Yeah. So if if people you could you could help people, you convince yourself by thinking, I'll 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 free up people from needing to think. Put that responsibility on me. It's my job. I'll take it all on, but do exactly as I say, and things will be better. And then and, just, <laughs> and then miss all the value in it, right? Because it's yeah. like actually as as ADM, I do what. A, 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 ADM is, is 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 facilitated differently in every organisation, so the roles are probably different. But in ours, it's like I think the role, my role, is to not is to um, essentially not be needed by teams. Yeah. I kind of want to. I'm trying trying to search the. Ter- I just I just kind of want to make myself obsolete basically at team level, because if you give them. Well, you enable them to you do enable them they, to do yeah. To, to, yeah, and we want them to be. I don't want. I don't want. If I can not step away from that, I can add value elsewhere, right? So, it's um, but it takes time, and this is the thing. It takes time. Like um, going back to some of the things we spoke spoke about earlier, is um, timing is really important. The timing of things, like when, like if I came straight in to and started a new role and went straight after metrics, <laughs> mm. I don't know how well that would go down. <laughs> um but i didn't um but so where are you then on your system thinking journey with your role so because i'm i'm in a similar position where i'm i'm thinking about going into uh an organization and looking at what they do and it's my my 
job to improve that. So I'm really interested in where you are and how you plan on. You talk about this doing it at the right time. Mm. So how are you planning on doing it? Do you know? So in terms of the actual details in it, I know that the first we've actually split it off into a two full full day workshops with. Um, we wanted to open the group out a bit wider, but for I won't go into the reasoning why we couldn't, but we couldn't. Um, so it's four of us, um, basically leadership within our department. And we're just going to I think that the first day is like, you know, what what is isn't working like within what we currently have. What's the definition, you know, and then I think that this, um, day two will be like a hackathon style kind of producing the guidance for that. Um, I've been reading a, a fair bit about it there and having some conversations and it's 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 not it's quite a complex thing but it's like we don't what <laughs> we're thinking about what the desired outcome is right and I, I think yeah. the, the critical point of failure is if we have to tear this whole thing back in uh, up in a year if it what we do know is that things will have to get torn up and reworked yeah but it's like how do we make that system open enough and enable it to um evolve as per emergent technology emergent world emergent work whatever like it's we, we live in an emergent world so and be re- and, and be able to respond to change um yeah there's an emergent properties right so it's yeah I, that's where i i'm my mind's a bit jumbled with it at the moment i'll be completely honest but it's uh it's quite a big thing and i just and and um I'm really interested to crack into it and see with guys because I suppose there's going to be four different perspectives, four different lenses, product view, engineering view um, in these workshops that we're going into. So it'd be interesting to see who brings what to the table and how we kind of work this out. There's one big question for me is like, where do you, I imagine you want the smallest number of systems um, at a high level. I could quite see I could see us going down to a point of having like what is and isn't a system. There's got to be some kind of criteria for what is and isn't right. Otherwise, everything's a system. So it's. Yeah. And you've got to define that your your yeah. session over two days. Like, I mean, that is some going to do it in two days whenever I've been involved just in the start. Just right. start. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, the, we are our whole um, team structure is changing next year. And actually, the conversations we're having that with there are some blockers up about us not getting this done for next year and we really had to fight to get these two days in because we're so busy so that's like just the start but if we can get yeah it's a huge job it's a yeah. huge job um, yeah yeah we we've um yeah i mean it, it's just it shouldn't be and for those listening it, it's not i think it needs specialist skills mm. both the facilitation and how it's visualized and articulated and facilitated as a session because this is change and you're right that you've got to be able to define what a system is and set the rules of how far you will go both up and down Mm -hmm. because people have a tendency of getting lost in the weeds Mm -hmm. and going into an infinite amount of detail which causes like change I use this term all the time like change impotency we did a summit for a client over the course of a week and set a really clear the purpose of each day is to achieve something and day one was to be able to clearly articulate what the systems were broadly that made their business work mm-hmm. and then from that day two was about one level above outside of those systems mm-hmm. various forces whether they were market competitor economic mm-hmm. technological progress 
that could have impacted them those systems positively or negatively and within two days you got this like bubble you visualized it in like this bubble map of cogs to kind of get each department to to understand their world as a thing because the visualization was important to get people to to be able to put a, a, I guess, a stake in the centre. Right, I get this. I understand what a system is and what it's not. Because people would bring it into their day-to-day kind of laundry list of shit that isn't working and it yeah, turned into a yeah. retro. And it's like, well, no. And, and this goes, and this is where I said it needs special skills because, and I do take the mickey out of management consultancy, but I've worked with a few good management consultants that are able to turn those systems into value streams for the business, for the management team to say, well, this is a system in your eyes because by the time it's executed, it generates this. But someone in an engineering team, their system, the result might be a problem. And it might Mm. be that they pass a piece of code from uh, development into test and it takes six weeks to get tested. Mm. And 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 there might be a problem like you don't have enough staff or the workflow's wrong or your testing's not automated. Mm. And for them, that's a system. And you've got to spend that time. And we found that two days over a five day period was like critical to mm. just get everyone really understanding what we meant by yeah. a system. Yeah. Yeah. So I think kind of we're, we're doing this in a I think four of us are going to crack into it, do those two days. Then we're going to. um expand it out to the wider department and get feedback from specific well from uh, a few different lenses of a few different um areas in the department and then i suppose because at the moment we're just going to focus down on like what we have control of anything outside of that is like has to be picked up probably uh, next year in um our current um can you do it can you do it in bits can you I, do, do, is it possible to like doing chunks well because then the world question. changes when you come and revisit it and you yeah might but have, is, isn't that we want to design the system so that it's, it, it can enable to itself yeah. to change around that so i mean that is the thing isn't it that, that's but that's what makes it so challenging because you're designing a system that is open that has to adapt the whole notion of the system is that it's it was <laughs> system design thinking came about right because it was like well take what we what we learn from how computers work and and yeah. the kind of predictability of constantly yeah. repeating processes yeah. to achieve something whether it's positive or negative is immaterial yeah um but you're saying that actually these these what you're aspiring to do is to enable the ability to kind of just cope with that divergence and change over time absolutely that but what you just said about predictability is really important because i think if you design the system in the right in the right way you'll be able to collect the correct data to start trying to make better predictions on what may be so we can plan more effectively then right um but these are all again this is quite a new thing for me and um well us as an organization to be fair uh, so it's uh it's going to be really exciting to go on the pro- go, go, on, go through the process like uh, we we spoke about this earlier but um the the theoretical kind of reading and talking to people about it is one part of it and then just doing the thing is is so important and yeah. reflecting on it so I think we'll learn a lot as, as as we're going through it. And I think that there's another way that my, my boss was, my boss, my uh, um, colleague was, uh, he doesn't hate, doesn't like me calling him his boss, calling him my boss. Uh, so my colleague was saying that we don't want to be too 
structured around the way that we um, approach these these initial sessions. There's going to be some guidance. And I think it will start off with let's get aligned on what a system is and what we're trying to achieve here. But yeah. in terms of like a strict, uh, uh, you know, strict agenda is like these are the things we need to do. There'll be some activities that we'll probably partake in. Um, but we want to keep that quite open and let it take the course that it takes. Um, yeah, that's one of the. I mean, that's the, that's our whole like approach to software like, in, in a way. It's like produce the guardrails and let. Um, and you could just you, you could just no, no, sorry, I, I interrupted. I was just going to say you could just because you're working with an engineering team, pick one thing if you can be disciplined enough to pick one thing and see how you get on trying to improve that until you hit something that influences that and then work on that and work outwards. And that might be a bit of a demo to say, well, look, this is what we're trying to achieve with system thinking. This mm. is what we learn a system is in our organization. Mm. We stopped when we kept trying to improve how quickly we could release code because we hit a third party, third party um, reliability because they're outsourced. Yeah. Or they work in a different time zone. Then we, we needed to think about that. You could maybe do that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's one of those things where I was speaking to a, um, some of the involved party members the other day and it's just there's just so much going on. There's been so much dropped on us this year in terms of um, just change of priorities, like big, chunky um, features and stuff we've had to deliver that we weren't expecting. So everyone's been so busy, it's diff difficult to get time just to really think about exactly what it is that we need to. So I think in, in the and and balance that with the fact of like I, I like the idea of just having if not constricting things too much and you can actually apply that kind of thinking to, to many other things too in like let's just take readying for example right in some organizations you have this like breakdown of like checklist of things that you need to be considered ready um but it's like sometimes things are ready when only four of those things are checked yeah that not like the whole lean toyota way of thinking as well i, I don't i don't it, it's i don't know maybe i'm going off on one but it's um no it's, that's it's, like mvp isn't it trying to get yeah. and again i feel like we're bashing engineer well i'm not but <laughs> you might, no i'm joking um but trying to get people and this is a lesson i learned okay is good enough and it not needing to be perfect like it, it's pretty yeah. okay but you get engineers that are so, and I, I get it, I get the whole art and craft of software engineering, and you can't just ship ropey code. But then if you look at the world, everything's ropey. There's nothing yeah, that yeah, works so, flawlessly, yeah. but you've got to have those systems to cope with that. And, and just good enough's good enough sometimes, yeah. often. Yeah. Systems and current best practices. Know, things and just being open for change and let everyone interrogate these 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 practices these workflows um whenever and um yeah so what are you going to do next <laughs> <laughs> when, when are you going to have done it i'm going to go and continue reading sooner safer happier uh, any yeah, systems books that you can uh, you, you can recommend i'm, I'm going to read i'm going to read that i'm well I've, i'm cracking into it now there's, there's some good stuff in there um, I was looking for a systems thinking books book book on um, on Amazon last night. I couldn't find anything um, anything really so called kind of current that's specifically about. I, I suppose it's more about the concept of it rather than specifically within um, 
digital or software or whatever but uh and then on friday we're gonna we friday's the kickoff workshop so we're just gonna do the thing <laughs> see how we get on nice and then have a load of people that will invariably go i don't get this <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> yeah. it. The, the only the only book I'd recommend, and I'll only recommend one that I've actually read, is and I've just looked at because I, d- I didn't know who the author was. So it's by Cheryl Kababa, and it's called Closing the Loop: uh, System Thinking for Designers. Now it's a bit designer centric, but I remember, yeah. and I'm looking at it on my shelf. Um, it includes some really good techniques to ideate um, the thing that you're about to do to take a load yeah. of people. And get them to think about what a system is mm. in the world around them mm. um it's a very i think having the, the the cognitive time in people's minds to get them to forget their day jobs for just half a day have a coffee relax and and explore it is really worthwhile and i think the book from what i remember because i read it ages ago uh did quite a good job of being able to articulate it so yeah closing the loop systems thinking right. for designers by cheryl kababa is a good resource i think you can just read it online or something but um yeah. but it's on it's on amazon buy it of course i will um yeah well that's, a, that's exactly what you just said about the let's just have a cup of coffee and just explore the the, the, the notion the idea i think that's kind of what friday, friday feels like with some specific activities our first workshop that is so i'm looking forward to that good luck mate yeah, good luck mate. thank you Did you know that digital sustainability is really important to me and it should be to you too? Working in delivery teams, sustainability is at the heart of what Agile is in 2023 and I talk about it on my podcast, Carbon Agile. Go over to Carbon Agile in wherever you get your podcast from and check me out on medium.com too. Search for digital sustainability and Carbon Agile and you'll be able to find out the latest in what I'm doing in sustainability.